Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we bring you 20-minute tidbits uh, with takeaways that you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. I'm a little tongue-tied today. I just finished middle school conferences day three. Whew. So I got to slow things down. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> they're all lined up. It was fun. But, mm. So, hey, guys, today I'm really excited to bring you Dr. Amy J. Bowman. Um, I started stalking her a little while ago. I became fascinated with some of the things she's been researching. So I'm really excited to have her here today. She's served as um, past president for the Connecticut Music Educators Association, I believe one of the youngest state presidents. Um, she was the first head marching band, female, female head marching band director for any of the Texas A&M universities. She's the first woman to get an instrumental conducting degree from UConn. And that happened in, I think you said 2003? 2013. 13, 2013, so only 10 years ago. And yeah. you guys, she's going to be presenting Midwest. So um, we get her right here right now. And so what I'm really excited to do is have her come on board. And this will be maybe a little different format than some of the other podcasts because she's going to walk us through what she's learned as a female in this profession and some takeaways and the like. But first, thank you for being here, Dr. Bowman. And yeah, yeah. And I want you to start, just give us a little bit of your background so everybody out there gets a little sense of who we're talking to today. Sure. And thank you for having me. I actually have been stalking you a little bit as well. So I don't know if it's actually called stalking, if it's two things or if it's like some weird podcast dating site or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my background is so I'm from Connecticut. Uh, I was a female high school band director for about 10 years in the state of Connecticut. During that time, I ended up getting my master's degree, which you already spoke to, was state president uh, for MEA and and I also got my PhD uh, around the time of COVID when the world shut down. I ended up moving to Utah and it was originally to for a little bit, you know, of a change. And I was starting to date a guy at the time. I mean, I'll just be honest. And he was getting his doctorate from Utah. So I was like, let's see what this is about. Um, then eventually got my uh, job in Texas. And now I am here in Florida that my now fiance, since I'm engaged. Um, yeah, my fiance, he's one of the associate directors at Tarpon Springs, the high school. So okay. yeah, that's really my background. All right. Well, then you're here because this research you've done. Uh, talk to us about why or what you did your research on and why. What drove you to this? And then let's dig in a little bit. So my research is based on the experiences of female band directors. And the reason why is that so I started my Ph.D. in 2015. So at that time, I was teaching for about six years or so, six, seven years. And I was starting to realize that I was having unique experiences on the job, some positive, a lot negative. And I honestly just wanted to see if other people were experiencing what I was experiencing that I went through. I started reading some different articles, some different dissertations, and I saw that there was a little bit of work that was done throughout the country. And I just kind of wanted to jump on board that we'll, we'll call it what it is, the bandwagon. I wanted to jump on and see what else I could you know, find, see if we could make some sort of connections. At that time, there was no research done in the Northeast 
So I didn't know if a change in region in the country might have shown different things. Um, But my first article was actually, it was a phenomenology, which for those of you who are unfamiliar, that's really just finding the essence of a group. So I wanted to find what is the essence, what themes are about female high school band directors. Uh, And then from that, I was like, you know, started to get some some great findings and jumped on, you know, the, the quantitative train. I said, you know, what? Let's see how many people we can get with this. And so for my dissertation, I did a quantitative survey, sent it out around the country. Um, At the time, there was 2,200 female high school band directors, and I got over a thousand participants. So I got almost half of all female high school band directors at that time. So thank you to, if there's anyone that actually took my survey, thank you so much. And I actually just recently did a follow-up survey for that so I could have some updated stats for Midwest. And I had 600 people respond to that. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So in all of your research and stuff, talk to me about like, what surprised you the most, first of all? Any- what surprised me the most is that I wasn't surprised by the findings. I Everything that I have ever experienced was validated by the women who especially took my survey. The unfortunate, the sexism that I was feeling, the ageism, which I know normally is for an older demographic, but in this case, just any age, you know, whether you were new in the profession or you've been in the profession longer, um, women were experiencing that. Women were being questioned about how can you be a mother and be a band director or why are you not a mother or, you know, your status, your perceived status based on what your marital, you know, status was and just everything that I went, I don't think that this is okay. Women just kind of just grabbed onto my survey and wanted to say, no, this is not okay. And this is what I am feeling. However, just like you, you know, they would say in it, they haven't done anything about it. And I think that that is that was one of the biggest takeaways that I had. So this just the fact that you did this survey helps people understand they're not alone. And I think, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think all of us, I know all of us, because when we sit down and we're, we're having conversations, the things we experience are very different from men. And I'm not saying men don't have to deal with things like that, but but it is different. And um, teaching and motherhood at the same time and it. And it all, all of it. And, and I, when you say you have some quantitative stuff, what did you find out that in, with that? Like, were, were there things that you found out like the, for moms or? So some of the quantitative stats, which I'll share my stats here that I have found is um, the biggest number is over three out of four women have admitted to experiencing sexism on the job. So it's three out of four women. Um, We have one out of two experience some sort of mental or emotional harassment, one out of two verbal harassment, and at the time, one out of five sexually harassed as or sexually assaulted as a female band director on the job. And some of these stats, since they are either right at the 50% or lower, in typical studies, that really wouldn't get reported because it's not the majority. However, one in five being sexually harassed or abused is not okay. That's not okay. 
And unfortunately, when I just did my follow-up study, that number is actually now increasing. And so more women are really, you know, looking back at things that they have experienced and questioning, which you should, you should question and you should think about it. And and others are starting to question too, like, oh, I overheard this happening and I don't think this is okay either. And I think that we're at the point that we're starting to learn what is, isn't, isn't okay, but no one really knows what to do about it because everyone is so scared for the consequences. And that was kind of my issue too. I, you know, as a new band director, I didn't want to lose my job. I didn't want to lose my credibility. I didn't want to come off as whining or complaining. And, you know, at the time, because I am a millennial, I guess an elder millennial, but because I'm right on that cusp, but, uh, you know, it was, oh, well, millennials just complain about everything. Okay. But you're not living my life. You're not in my situation. So it's a little bit, it, it's different. Um, so yeah, so, so those are some of the stats that I did find. Did you uh, find that any women were saying, I'm leaving the profession because of the way I'm being treated? So Yeah, yes. Yeah, so that was actually one of my main research questions that I had. Uh, it was what causes women to become band directors? Why do you stay a band director? And then why do you leave or think about leaving? And out of everybody that responded, 57% said that they were not planning on remaining as band directors or were unsure, but leaning toward the, I'm going to be leaving. So that's over 57%. Um, And what's very interesting about this is I did some fun uh, magical math here, which I know math sometimes is scary, but um, I'm a daughter of a math teacher, so I kind of had to <laughs> know math and be good at it. So I'm finally using it. My mother's very <laughs> proud of me that it just took until my doctorate for me to actually, you know, care about math. Um, so thank you, mom. <laughs> Is that I compared that I had everyone answer some statements of, you know, uh, how closely do you identify with this statement? And the one that everyone really identified with is I love band. That we had a lot of participants say, I love band. However, the ones who said, I love band the most were also the ones who are considering leaving. There is the strongest correlation between those two is that I love this profession. I love my students. I love music, but I just cannot be in this field anymore. I cannot do it any longer. And is that being attributed mostly because of the way they are different? treatment or expectations or it's it's the negative experiences it's Um, the sexism it's the ageism it's other forms of discrimination it's the poor treatment that they're receiving by personnel and a lot of it honestly is coming from supervisors uh, from administration within the school some of the biggest barriers of uh, we'll say personal relationships or just professional relationships is coming from athletic directors Uh, We have women that, you know, you go to competitions with your band and you don't get recognized as the band director or you get talked down to, especially if they're 
if there's male staff, you know, mm-hmm. you get talked down to by that. Or if you're at a clinic and, you know, the clinician comes up on stage and just the way that they interact with you as a female director and questioning a lot. And it's just even even at conferences, you know, at conferences and just sometimes not feeling included or I mean, I think it's even what tw- it's been not even 20 years since Midwest had the wives club. I think the last year that they had it was 2003, 2004 or something that it was like the Midwest band directors. It was the wives club, which (laughs) I mean, now we don't really. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) But I mean, you know, that's how recent it is. Um, But it's that's uh, women are leaving. Yeah, they're leaving the profession because of just poor treatment and just it's it's becoming unhealthy honestly a lot of them are saying it's just it's it's mentally draining um my cousin is actually she's the original dr boven she's dr boven 1.0 i'm 2.0 she has her phd in social psychology and she uh, looks at trauma female trauma and so her and i talked a little bit about my stats and she agrees there is ptsd in some of these women and i'll say myself included for sure so Yeah. Well, before we have the final wrap up here, I want to invite listeners to take a minute to think about how you can put some of the things we talk about in these different uh, podcasts into your own life. So if you're hearing stuff here that that can be helpful, we've got some thoughts for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the never ending tasks of being a band director? Do you dream of having a strong music program while still enjoying time for yourself and your family? Well, the Empowered Music Educator Academy is here to turn that dream into a reality. Here at the Academy, we offer a comprehensive suite of resources tailored just for you. From insightful books that offer fresh perspectives to engaging courses filled with practical strategies. But that's not all. If you need a more personalized approach, you can use our one-on-one coaching sessions, which are designed to address your unique challenges, helping you find harmony in your busy schedule. And for a truly immersive experience, join us at one of our retreats where you can rejuvenate and connect with fellow music educators. The Empowered Music Educator Academy isn't just about teaching music. It's about enriching your life as a band director. We're here to ensure you thrive professionally and personally, providing you with personalized tools for wellness and productivity tips that last a lifetime. So don't miss out. Visit our website at www.theletterm.com educator.com to learn more and take the first step towards a more balanced, fulfilling career in music education. Because at Band Director Bootcamp, we believe in empowering you to conduct not just music, but a life you love. All right, we are back here with Dr. Amy Boven, Amy J. Boven, let's get it right. I'm sorry about that. Um, no, it's and, okay. and Amy, um, from all the stuff you've learned, um, what can you uh, bring from your research to help help the folks that are out there, the women, the female directors that are out there wondering, should I stay or should I go? Or I don't know if I can do this. Or what advice do you have for them to, if they really want to do it because they love the job, but are feeling all of the things they're experiencing, the things that we we're talking about? 
I think the biggest thing is just to speak up, really just speak up. You are not alone, first off, and everything that you are feeling is valid. I like to say that there's no such thing as an overreaction. You are reacting exactly the way that you mentally, physically should be reacting. And if other people find that inappropriate, that's on them, but it's your life. So, you know, if you're experiencing something, if something's not okay, say something about it. And now there are different steps that you can do, you know, go to your administrator and say, this is, this is what happened. And your job should be safe. You know, you should, you should feel good walking into that building. You shouldn't feel as though you're going to be hurt mentally or physically, emotionally, sexually, any way that there is. The biggest advice though, that I really have is to, and I used to do this when I was a teacher, a professor and teaching um, pre-service music educators is write a list of priorities. Come up with your list of priorities of what you think they are right now and what you want them to be. And number one should always be yourself. You should be at the top. You should be your own priority and everything else should fit into that. Um, think about what your boundaries are. Think about what your non-negotiables are. And, you know, it might come to the point that you might have to leave the job. You know, there will always be students. There will always be music to teach. There will always be band to teach somewhere. And so just that might not be the right place for you. And that's okay. You didn't fail. It's not a failure if you say this is too much for me. And I've walked away from jobs before because it just, it got too much and it wasn't healthy for myself. Well, I've walked those very, that same path. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm just so glad that you're putting this out there. You're talking about this because other people know we need to talk about this. We're here for each other. Um, and I think that this is an important conversation for us to keep having. And I'm hopeful that the younger generations, because I'm a little bit older generation, the younger generations are talking about these things more mm -hmm. openly. And we were, well, frankly, we weren't supposed to, we were just supposed to keep our mouths shut and behave. You know, but right. that was right. 38 years ago when I started doing this or 36. So it was a while ago. And <laughs> we are progressing in some ways here. So thank you for the important work you are doing and for starting these conversations and um, and for all that you bring to music education and to music educators through the presentations and the guest conducting and all the workshops that you do. That's a lot that you're, you're bringing to the place. So thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you to Dr. Amy J. Bovin and to all of you who are listening to this episode of Banded Director Bootcamp. You're making a difference in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips for Busy Band Directors.